I am sitting here at the 73rd Worldcon, World Science Fiction Convention, I think, in uh, Spokane, Sasquan. And I'm sitting outside because we thought it would be nice to sit outside. It is not too hot, but it is a little bit noisy. Sorry for that, listeners. And my guest today is Tim. Tim, why don't you tell people who you are and what you do? Hey, Patrick. Thanks for having me on. Sure. It's been a, an honor being a fan of all the podcasts that you've done. Aww. Big, uh, big SF Signal fan and all, all of the, the ones that you've recorded. I am, my pen name is Timothy C. Ward here today representing Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing. I used to be the executive producer of that for about a year and a half. That's the one started by Sean Farrell. Mm-hmm. Um, I helped him out when life was too busy for him and then he pretty much asked me to take over. And So I did that and were nominated for Best Fan Cast this year, so that's exciting. I retired from that last summer because I am serializing and have put out a novel now called Scavenger Evolution. It is uh, set in Hugh Howey's World of Sand. Hugh Howey's best known for his uh, Silo saga, the trilogy started with wool. And Sand is a post-apocalyptic America covered in sand. And I love that book. It was my best read of 2014. And he, I asked him if I could write about one of the sand divers that was mentioned. Uh, there's a catastrophe. This sand diver goes down to get something we don't know. And I said, hey, I'd like to write a story about the sand diver, what he was going down to get. Sure. And that became a story about him and his wife, the struggles in their marriage since they lost their infant, and uh, has turned into them discovering a military base and the technology that caused the apocalypse. Nice. So it's, it kind of starts off like a Western, <laughs> and then it becomes an adventure, and then it becomes kind of a, almost a horror technological horror type thing okay gotcha and i just got off the phone with a publisher talking about a two book deal nice i'm pretty excited and now i need to go and find a calendar and figure out how i'm gonna make it work (laughs) well that explains your email to me because i was confused because you sent me an email said you were on a conference call yes (laughs) i was on the conference call so i didn't get into detail gotcha i'm I'm like okay he's on a conference call that sounds pretty cool doesn't it (laughs) It's the first time I've ever had to use that excuse for. So that's that's all very exciting. How does how does it work when you you contact someone and say, "Hey, I want to write a, a story in your universe with one of your characters." Well, I wouldn't do that with anybody else, probably. Mm-hmm. Hugh Howie is just one of the coolest guys I know. He has a lot of people that have written in his world of wool, and so I knew that he had done that before. I knew he actually did one with sand. Michael Bunker writes Amish science fiction. He has a book called Dunes Over Danbar. Okay. And so I knew that there was already a sand fanfic out there, and I just asked him. We have kind of a prior relationship because of podcasting, so sure. one of the perks of interviewing people is you can then ask them for favors. <laughs> I always ask him for cookies, but that's just me. Yeah, I should have done that too. Beth Cato gave me a, a lemon square yesterday. That oh, she didn't good. even give me a cookie yesterday, so she's in trouble. I took them all. So. Yeah, she's in trouble. They're at high demand. <laughs> so there's not a lot of cosplay at Worldcon, but someone is walking by as the Master Chief. That was pretty cool. It was a pretty good, pretty cool uniform. So you actually had to step away from podcasting because to get some writing done. Right. Right? How's that work? Well, essentially it became I could spend an hour podcast editing, and then that was all the time I had. Uh, right. My son was born in 
late December of 2014, and so the summer of 20. Wait, what year is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting my years mixed it's up. It's 2015. Anyway, he was about nine months old okay. and starting to get more alert, and you know, wanting me to play with him. Sure. When he was first born, it was I would stay after work for a couple hours and write, and my wife would come home, and it didn't matter if I wasn't home until six or whatever. But once he started playing, you know, I wanted to be there with him, and so okay. that cut down my free time. Sure. So I said, well, you know, podcasting, I don't want to be a professional podcaster. I want to be a professional writer, so I just had to make that decision. Gotcha. Yeah, because podcasting can take up a lot of time. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. So are you still producing for all three? No, uh, I, I don't do I Should Be Writing anymore. I'm just okay. doing uh, SF Signal and Functional Notes. Believe me, there's plenty. So how is, what do you think right now as far as the time you spend podcasting versus writing? Is it where you want it to be? or Yeah, because you... I, again, I've got it down to what I call a science. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, I know beforehand how much time is going to go into every podcast recording that I do, and I know how much editing I'm going to need to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've got it. I'm, I'm pretty OCD about that kind of stuff. So typically when I'm recording, I'm taking notes. I'm not doing it right now as we're sitting here. But I'm also not expecting you to say anything, you know, horrible, like you hate Marvel Comics and then come back to me later and say, I want you to take out the thing about Marvel Comics. Yeah. So these these tend to be a little bit lighter on me, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. People are more relaxed at a con, you know, they're having a good time. And there's something about when you do uh, the interview over the internet, people get very, very nervous. So that's why I make a lot of notes when I'm doing my, my podcasts. And I'm marking down everything that I'm going to edit out. So typically a 30-minute episode, I'm only going to spend 45 minutes to an hour. And I have that time on Sunday. So So what's your weekly writing goal? Do you try and achieve that first? And then, like you said, you edit your podcast on Sunday? Yeah. So what I end up tending to do is I write every day at lunch. And I don't care how many words I write as long as I write. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Murr in this magic spreadsheet. Every day I write, I've won. Right. Whether I've done 100 words or 10,000 words, I've won. You know, I've written that day. So I will write during lunch, and I will write when I get home, starting like around 9, 9.30, all the way up to midnight. So those are my times to write. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of... I'm envious of your time to write. <laughs> and then occasionally I'll sit down on a Saturday when I don't have anything else going on, and I'll get up early and just you know write until noon. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. JT that you just met from Pike Speaks Writers is fond of saying that uh, as a writer you have to even if you have to steal it steal the time yeah and as you know Mer Lafferty has talked about you have to talk to your family so if you're married with children you talk to your spouse you talk to your partner and you say hey I need some time to write and how can we do this and you carve that time out every week right I know you were talking about using actually Worldcon a little bit as a writer's retreat yeah, yesterday was great. I went over to The Onion, had a great burger, and just kind of sat there with my headphones and wrote for an hour or so. So Now, is that... So I saw that place, The Onion. Is that also the... Do they have the tap bar at that one? I think so. Okay. I saw on JT. We have to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that place is good. Yeah? It's famous for their burgers, apparently, so... Very cool. So what... I mean, so you're just you're just trying to carve out as much writing time as you can at World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> I spent over like two and a half hours on the phone this morning, so we'll see. Even last night was fun, hung out with Jason Huff and uh, 
um, some other writers and had a good time. So, you know, I'm here to meet people and, and, you know, make stronger friendships too. So we'll see how that balances out. So we're recording this on Thursday. And last night people were already complaining about the buses and having to go because it's so spread out. Have you been to Worldcon before? Uh, ShyCon. You went to ShyCon. So everything was right there. Are you struggling a little bit with this con? Like finding stuff, finding people, connecting with people? Because that's what we were running into yeah. last night. Yeah, it, it's hard. I don't know, you know, what bar people are at. You're right. We exactly. didn't know either. Yeah, There's and one in here, and we were like eight blocks away. Feels like. Well, we were told far. that everybody was over at the Davenport. We're like, oh, okay, so we go over to Davenport. Well, we didn't know there's like four. Yeah. Davenport Grand, Davenport Historic. Davenport Tower so you never know which one people are at so it's kind of fun yeah so it, this is reminding me a lot of Reno Jason was talking about making like a Twitter group or something and tweeting people where they're at but I don't think that worked <laughs> so I don't know what the easiest way is so when you're when you're at a convention like this and you're hanging out with other authors don't you find uh, like, like an energy kind of hits you and you want to write more oh yeah well just being able to write more it gives me energy yeah you know having that spot in my schedule so yeah this there's there's stages in your writing where going to a con it's good to go to the panels but then i mean i've been to cons i've sometimes podcasts are better than con panels most of the time they are and you know if you've listened to podcasts for a few years you know what people are going to say so yep uh, instead of packing my schedule with five hours of panels I'm probably going to have lunch and then go write <laughs> so well I found that like like you said you know there can be only one no <laughs> when you go to certain panels you are going to hear the same things over and over again it's kind of like writing workshops when you go to a writing workshop and the gist is sit down and write mm-hmm. there's only so many times you need to be told sit down and write yeah you know before it finally sinks in and you sit down and write Exactly. Yeah, so this is awesome. It's different, too, because ShyCon, I was only here for Saturday, and I was here Wednesday, so I got to meet some people, and then through that, I now know where people might be later on, so sure. that I can find them. Yeah. Um, so that's good. It's good to make contact early it is. on, I suppose. Yeah. So, any particular people you're really looking forward to hanging out with? Dave Robison. And I've heard that Dave is here. I haven't seen him yet. GT Song. Apparently, JT yeah. got a massive hug from him. I expect the same. Otherwise, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> I paid a lot for this flight, so I get everything that I can. Where for, did you fly in from? Uh, Des Moines. Des Moines? Yeah. Okay. So, it wasn't a lot, but about as much as I'll pay for a hug from Dave. So, <laughs> better, you better deliver. Gotcha. Uh, I'm not sure who else I'm excited to see. Well, Brent Bowen's going to be here. Okay, yeah. Unfortunately, we're the only two people from Adventures that are going to be here, so... I saw you, so that was good. <laughs> I don't know if we caught... I don't think we met at ShyCon, so... I don't think we did, no, because I think it was you were just there for the one day. Mm-hmm. So, that can be rough. That can be really rough. I like to come in early, so I came in on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. As you can tell with my voice, I'm, I've almost lost it. You know, it's starting to go. Mm-hmm. So, I figure by Saturday I'll be... I'll sound like someone who smokes 20 packs a day, even though I don't smoke, right? And uh, no one will be able to understand me. <laughs> Because when you do get into the parties and the bars and different things, you now you're having to shout and, yeah. and be really loud. 
So have you noticed that uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, the energy with authors. There's also energy with podcasters, right? Mm-hmm. We, we end up starting to talk about our stuff and, and how we do things. You, you happen to come upon me uh, right after the reading where a gentleman was asking me questions because he's trying to figure out how to multi-track over the Internet, mm-hmm. which is not easy. Typically, you just have each person record themselves, right, and then send you the audio. That's like the easiest way to get each person on an individual track. He's trying to figure out if he can just do it on his computer. So stuff like that also kind of gets another energy going. It's like your podcaster energy, right? You're having these conversations with people who know what you're going through when you're trying to produce these things. Mm-hmm. When I did it, it was just two tracks, me and all the other people on Skype. Which is what I do. And, you know, it's not, it may, I may have situations where it's a little bit harder if two people are talking over each other, but... It is what know, it is. It's it's more of a hobby, you know, nobody's paying us by the hour, so... You haven't, you haven't gotten paid? Well... <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not bringing in not the by huge the, bucks? Not by the hour, yeah, no. Not, like, I should be paid by the hour. Are you, are you going to pay me for this? No. <laughs> So, I mean, as far as multi-track, I would just say, just do what's easier. Get it out there. So, other than this, are you going to do any other podcasts while you're here? There's a recording on Saturday for the Hugo participants. Okay. So, I'll be interviewed for that. But other than that, this is it. That's it? Yeah. I don't know. You want to tell people to interview me for other shows? (laughs) When I, when I was producer, it was hard when people asked to be on the show. Yeah. Because then I felt bad if I said no. And I know the life of a podcaster is very busy. There's way more people asking to be on the show, way more people than you want to interview. There is, yeah. That you have time for. Sure. So. But, I mean, you, you just do the best you can, right? Yeah. And you, you prioritize based on who sent you what and when mm-hmm. and what you can get done. You know, I'm, I'm the same way. So and, and it's funny because there's, there's also feast or famine, right? There's times when no one's bugging, bugging you and you're scrambling to find someone to come on. Hmm. I've never had that problem. You've never had that problem? Fuck you. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was asking people because, you know, as a podcaster, you get lists of all the publishers' release. Yeah. And there's, I don't know, six to ten books every month that I would want to read. And so I would schedule out who's got a release and try and get them on for that. And before I knew it, I had eight weeks backlog and so I, I'm an overachiever Patrick what can I understood say? understood so right now if someone wanted to go out and read your stuff where would they go uh, right now Scavenger Evolution is on Kindle and paperback I have signed paperbacks on my website uh, what's your website timothycward.com spikepub.com is a link to my books page uh, Spike Publishing is the name I made up for my self-publishing stuff. So right now it's just Kindle and paperback. Dave Robison is doing the audiobook, so I'm going to talk to him about that. Nice. Pick him up and shake him by his ankles and <laughs> see where my audio is. But yeah, those are it. I've got uh, Masters of Time is an anthology that just released that I'm in. It's just six short stories about time travel. Cool. And I like time travel? Yes. Yeah. We're. I'm actually running... A, the Time Traveler's Almanac by Tor, edited by the Vandermeers. Okay. I'm doing a weekly review read, group read. So every week we're going to review a short story starting September 
third, I think. Wow, cool. The idea was they sent me this thousand page time travel book and I want to read it, but I have no motivation to get all the way through, so. And it's kind of a research thing to see <laughs> what the best of the best looks like for time sure. travel. Uh, so far it's got some really good stories in it. Awesome. So, uh, you are on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Timothy C. Ward. That's my main thing for all the social media. Do you like people to find you on Facebook or no? You can find me on Facebook. I'm Tim Ward on Facebook. I don't post politics or religion on Facebook, so I'm pretty cool with accepting people as friends. <laughs> you know, if people want to talk about that sort of thing, it's not going to happen over social media, so I'm pretty acceptable as far as my timeline goes. Gotcha. Okay. And because uh, since we are running a little bit out of time, why don't you tell people, is there anything else you want to tell the listeners before I kind of let you go? No, nope, I think that's it. The uh, Scavenger Evolution is my main project at this point, writing the sequel right now. Um, so I'm hoping to put the sequel out later this year and just go check it out. Okay. Well, awesome, Tim. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you for listening to the Hugo Award-winning SF Signal podcast. Your host is Patrick Hester, an author, a blogger, and a functional nerd. His website is www.atfmb.com, which stands for All Things From My Brain. ATFMB is also his Twitter handle and where you can find him on Facebook. Our podcast is available for download every week at sfsignal.com or via iTunes. Look for the links to subscribe in the sidebar at sfsignal.com or search SF Signal in iTunes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends and have them tell their friends and their friends and so on and so on. Visit the Hugo Award-winning sfsignal.com for all of your speculative fiction needs. John D. and the SF Signal regulars offer up new content every day, from weekly mind melts featuring your favorite authors, editors, and artists from the SF and F field, to book reviews, original articles and essays, fiction deals, movie reviews, videos, links and roundup posts, and more. Click the RSS button in the sidebar of your browser to ensure you never miss a post. The SF Signal podcast is powered by the Functional Nerds. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Angry um, robot. It's like talking to a child. Magic wooey. Thinking and crap. I don't even know what hey. the horseman is. And scene, you bastard.